This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 42. I have a confession. I'm a bit of a tool addict. Well, me too. Let's break out our tool belts and share the ones that we like the most. Warning. This episode might make your head spin. Strap on your seatbelt and let's go. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the best social media promotion tools. Cami, you and I love tools, don't we? We're like tool addicts. Yeah, I like things to be easy. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, tools make things easy. You know, that's why I love using them day in and day out. It makes life easier. My motto is work smarter, not harder. And it allows me to do that every single day. Yeah, me too. And so One of the first things I like to do is I do like to schedule my posts. And I know some people have different feelings about that. But we wanted to talk about our scheduling tools that we use. I do like to connect with people personally, but I do want to schedule the content because I work a real job. So during the day, I have clients and deadlines and people are calling me and I have meetings and it's crazy. So if I had to actually sit on social media all day and answer and like decide what I'm going to put out and then put it out, at the last minute, it really wouldn't work out. So I use Buffer. It is absolutely my go-to number one tool that I use. And I use that because I'm able to share it with my team. First of all, we have a, a pro account on Buffer. So we pay a little bit of money for it, but there is a free account too. So if you're not with a team, you can use it yourself. What I love about Buffer though, is I can see where everything is going out, who's doing what. We can really like make sure that that's happening in a, in a great form. I also like Hootsuite. One of the things Buffer doesn't have is the ability to connect with your followers through one dashboard. You can only schedule your posts from there. And it does have a lot of really great APIs Buffer does to hook up with other different kinds of tools. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't allow me to manage my, my interactions. And so that's the one thing that Hootsuite does really well. It allows you to you know put in your keywords and see what's coming up. If it's your specific name, like at name on Twitter, or maybe it's about a specific thing, like say you're in the healthcare industry. If you are, you know, somebody who follows ALS, which is a kind of disease, you can put that in there and see what people are talking about around that subject and get into the conversations. So I do like Hootsuite for that. Also hashtags, you can follow hashtags that people talk about. So you can see when they're talking about your hashtag that you use on a regular basis. So you don't get left out of the conversation. So those are the two tools I would say 
for scheduling that I use the most. Those are great tools. I use those as well. And I think they're great whether you're a solopreneur and you just need it for yourself, or if you're managing teams, like what you're talking about, great tools for teams. As a matter of fact, for Hootsuite, if you have the pro account, you can add a second team member to work it with you at no additional cost. And I do that and it's wonderful. Now, some other tools that I also like to use when it comes to scheduling is there's Agora Pulse. And Agora Pulse is great for different types of scheduling. I use it specifically for some evergreen tweets, but to dive even deeper to that is for very specific tweets every week for my Twitter Smarter Chat. So every week I have tweets that go out at say, there's one that goes out 30 minutes before the chat that's like a little heads up, like, hey, we're starting in 30 minutes. It's the same tweet week after week. And no, this doesn't affect the new Twitter rules. You know, there is a little controversy over that, like, you know, using the same tweets over and over. Well, if you do it in a spammy way and you do it every day, yes, you're going to have a problem. This is a weekly tweet that is very specific and I do not have any problems doing this. And Agora Pulse is the only tool I've come across that allows me to do this specifically for my Twitter chat. So when I have these tweets that need to go out every week at the same time, they do that. They also have other scheduling features. They're really an all-in-one tool, which is what I love about it. Manage Flitter has a really cool feature when it comes to scheduling where it will analyze your Twitter account and tell you the best time to tweet. And that is super cool. You don't see too many tools that offer a service like that. Social Jukebox is a tool that I absolutely love. I found out about it a couple of years ago because during my Twitter Smarter podcast, one of the questions I ask is, what are your favorite tools? And it's like week after week, I kept getting guests saying, social jukebox, social jukebox. I'm like, I got to go check out this tool. Like so many people are raving about it. I absolutely fell in love. I even had the CEO come on my podcast. It is a great tool for scheduling your evergreen tweets. So kind of like what I was talking about with Agora Pulse, where these are tweets that they're generic. It's not a once and done. So with social jukebox, this will be tweets like, let's say, for example, Kimmy, you were on my Twitter Smarter podcast a few months back. That's a show notes on my blog. You know, on my blog is show notes from that episode. So what I do is after I have my guest on, I'll go create a tweet for that to promote it and put it into my social jukebox. And it's really cool because I can do it one time and it's going to run on autopilot. Prior to using this tool, and I'm sure many of you out there can understand what I'm saying here, you're going to manually do this, right? You're going to manually type in these tweets to promote things you've done in the past, whereas you can come over to Social Jukebox and just do it once and let it run on autopilot. Now, again, going back to the Twitter rules, and we talked about this in a previous episode, you don't want to get crazy with this. You want to be careful. You want to make sure there's enough time in between. So you know, from everything we have discovered, if you have at least three days in between, you're covered. But these are tools that work really well for me. I highly recommend you all check these out. Pretty much all these tools have a free trial where you can try them out. I know with Social Jukebox, they give you a two-week free trial. Manage Flitter has a free account. 
Agora Pulse has a free. So a lot of them have free and paid, but I recommend trying them out and see what works best for you. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. And before we move on, I meant to say with Buffer, it also will tell you the best times to tweet as well and the best times to put things in Facebook. It does Instagram. It does all of the main platforms, LinkedIn. So I want to just kind of say that too. All of these things we talked about just now really do go across the different platforms, except for, I don't know, does Manage Flitter do all of those? Yeah, um, you can you can do scheduling. and man- There's a lot of different... First of all, Manage Flutter has a lot of amazing features in there, not mm-hmm. just scheduling. Mm-hmm. I know right now we're talking about scheduling, but I highly recommend everyone checks it out because they've got features where you can do amazing searches, lots of different things. I mean, these tools are all, the ones we're talking about are very robust. Yes. And that's why we like them so much because we can use one tool. It's like the Swiss army knife, you know, but still we have more than one because that is just the way we roll. And I will tell you any new tools that come up, I am always willing to try them. That is the truth. So I'm always looking at new things and seeing how they work. But moving on to graphic design. And the reason we put graphic design tools in for the best social media tools is because some of some of the things we're, we have to do now is to make our own content and to create our own content. And it isn't just about sharing links anymore and those kinds of things. We have to make our own content and graphic design becomes really important. And what is it? If you're not a graphic designer, you spend a lot of money. Um, even if you use Fiverr or something like that, you're going to be spending a lot of money. So we like some certain tools around that. And one of my favorites, like by far, is Canva. I mean, I use Canva on a daily basis to put together banners and social media posts and all kinds of things for social media breakfast. I use it to put together the podcast graphics for our podcast, everything. What I love about it is you do not have to be a graphic designer to have beautiful graphic design. They have some great templates that you can just grab and then change the colors. I just love Canva so much. Yeah, Canva is a great one. I use that just about every day as well. But there's another one that is also, I think, equally as good called Adobe Spark. So it's out, you know, Adobe does this one, Adobe Spark. I use the iPhone app but they also have a desktop version or your tablet. But on my phone, like I like to use Canva on the desktop. Like if I'm going to be desktop, I'll do Canva. When I'm on my phone, I like to use Adobe Spark. Sounds a little odd, but you know, I I can be a little bit of an oddball. But Adobe Spark, definitely worth checking out. It's free. You can do a lot of cool things. I like to use it when I want to make cool little quote graphics. So I take like a a motivational quote from someone and put some cool graphics behind it. They have all these templates. They make it super easy. So I love that. Another graphic design tool that I absolutely love that I use every day is called Snagit. Snagit is from the fine people at TechSmith that make a variety of tools. And Snagit is one where you can basically do a screenshot when you're on a computer screen and there's something you want to grab on there whether you want to grab the whole page or just crop out a piece, Snagit is the best tool. It's the easiest tool. It's just something I can't live without. Yeah, I can't live without Snagit either, frankly. And one thing that I also do with Snagit is I will open up a photo that's taken on my phone or through a even an SLR camera and I, will do, I can do adjustments to the photo through Snagit. So it's also almost like a mini, you know, Adobe Photoshop that's easier to use. So I would how are say you doing that, that though? Like how are you that sounds interesting. How are you doing yeah. that? Well, you can color correct. It's got all kinds of filters and stuff on it as oh, well. Yeah. I mean, 
So I use it for almost everything, really. I I have one that I've paid for installed on every single one of my computers in my house and also my office. And, you know, I work with my team too. If they don't have it, I will buy it for them. It's not super expensive. It's a really, really great tool. I would not, you couldn't pry it out of my dead cold hands. It's, I use it literally <laughs> every day. Also, it does um, screenshots too. Like you can have some nice um, video screenshots, like if you're doing yes. a, Yeah. So it'll do like those kinds of things as well. It's a really, really great tool. But on top of that, I use Deposit Photos, which is a, you know, a, a photography, you can buy photography or buy photos from Deposit Photos. And a lot of people give stock photography a bad name. They're like, oh, it's terrible. But what I love about Deposit Photos is you can find some stuff on there that isn't that crazy. I mean, I use it for our podcast all the time. And I think we come up with some pretty fun pictures. If you go back and look at our pictures, um, you can go over to our website, communitiesthatconvert.com. And you can tell me yourself if you think I have like lame stock photography or not. But I get that from AppSumo. I actually buy my stock photography from Deposit Photos through AppSumo. They only offer it a couple times a year. But why I do that is because I can buy a pack of 100 photos for say 39 now it's $49. So it's less than 50 cents each. And what I love about it is they never expire. So I buy the credits and they never expire. So that's only through the AppSumo. They also have some other plans. I love deposit photos though, because they really do have great photos. And AppSumo, by the way, that's an honorable mention in general about tools because I literally buy a tool from them every month. I need to stop. It's sort of a yes. sort of it's sort it, of an obsession, I have to say. So. I bet they have a self-help group because I know a lot of people also that are addicted to that. I used to get the daily emails. And I had to stop because it's too much. I do want to mention along the lines of how you're using deposit photos is I do that, but in Canva, because what's great about Canva oh, yes. is that they have tons of great stock photography in there. And it's a dollar. So it's a little bit more than the deal you're getting through AppSumo for deposit photos. But if you use Canva and you like Canva, you can just easily get images in there for a dollar. And so I do that all the time. Also, it's great because if you don't have a lot of photos that you're using, because I do, I mean, I'm using them for the podcast. I'm using them for my business. I'm using them for ads and Facebook. I'm using them. I mean, I just use them a lot. Plus, I take my own photos, which, you know, again, another honorable mention is I use Google Photos to keep all my photos and it automatically sorts them for me. And I can do like searches in Google Photos for crazy things like mountain and it'll pull up any picture that has a mountain in it. That's cool. So I love Google Photos. You can play around with that a little bit. If you have a lot of photography of your own, just dump all your photos in there. It's crazy. But I would say that if you don't, Canva is a really good option because that dollar, if you only use like, say, 10 photos a year, that's cheaper than going through like, say, a deposit photos. So all good. Yeah, like that. So all right. So next up, video. Let's talk why about do we video. Do video. Yeah. Talk about why we have to do video. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so obviously video is becoming so important to what we do, especially, you know, if you have a group like we do, and this is what this is all about is coming up with a community kind of thing, communities and really enjoy having video from you. So we are looking for all kinds of ways to repackage content that we already have or to make new content through video in an easy sort of way. And one of my favorite current tools, which by the way, I got from AppSumo again, sorry, but it is out there. You don't have to have AppSumo to do it. It's called Lumen 5, L-U-M-E-N 5, and the number 5. 
And what I love about this is it automatically takes my RSS feeds from my blogs and I feed it into Lumen5 and then Lumen5 makes me these quick video promos. And you can see that on my Twitter handle right now. If you go to at Chat, you'll see one of them is pinned. Usually one of these episodes is pinned up there as a Lumen5 video. And I just really quickly shuffle it up and make a very fast text-based with some photos um, video. So you don't even have to have real video in it, although you can put some video in it. I haven't done that really much. I have a little ending splash screen, which you know I've done separately in a different tool. We could talk about that later. But that Lumen5, I really find to be a really interesting tool to kind of quickly get a nice promo video put together. Yeah, Lumen5 is amazing. I discovered it earlier this year by accident. And it is incredible how it does the RSS feed and it goes and creates, you know, now that I've signed up and I'm doing the free account through mm-hmm. AppSumo as well, every time I have a new blog post, it will just email me a new one. And it's so incredible yeah, so the cool. way it does this. And then you can go in and fix it up and, you know, change it. Make, yeah, change it up, uh, add your own intros and outros like you're talking about. Now, what I love using that I use almost daily is iMovie and iMovie comes with your Mac product. So, you know, on my iPhone, it's there on my Macs, it's there, iMac. I use it pretty much for all of my video editing because it's so easy to use. You can't get any easier than iMovie, but that is strictly for Macs. If you're not a Mac user there, I know you're going to talk about some other mm-hmm. ones or there's, yep. there's a whole variety of editing tools out there. But I like using iMovie. I also discovered one that is really cool called Apple Clips. So another Mac product, another Apple product. What's cool about this one is that you can make a video right through the iPhone app. And as you're talking, it will show the caption. And it's it's really cool. I've watched Chris Strub, my good friend Chris Strub, make videos and post them on social media. And you can always tell when he's using Apple Clips because he will talk at a pace as if he's re, cause it'll pop up on the screen as you're talking. And it's almost like he's like looking at this to see what is it saying and is it spelling it properly? And, and it's just the way he pauses as he reads it. It's really cute. But Apple Clips is a super cool tool, easy to use. If you want to start putting captions in and captions are important because, you know, there's all these reports that are saying the percentage of people that are watching video with no sound is astounding. Like we really think everybody's listening to our videos. It turns out they're not. I mean, it's it's crazy. Well, so I think they're at work. So they're not like right, right. their boss to hear it. <laughs> exactly. Like they're 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 not at a place where they could listen. So using something like Apple Clips where it has the captions, I think you'll see better engagement with that. I would totally experiment to see if you notice better engagement. So something to try. I think. Yeah. And also I have a friend who uses YouTube to add their captions. So they'll upload their video to YouTube. You can actually upload it as a private video, even have it add captions. It's just that little thing you check mark off, oh. add captions, and then they re download it out back oh, out of YouTube. I like that. Ooh, super tricky. Thought you guys might like that. If you're not one that has Apple clips, or if you already have a recorded video that you need to add uh, those captions to, because I'm assuming that you can't put a video through that. See, I'm not an Apple person, guys. So I'm going to, I'm those of you who are Android PC, I'm looking out for you here. (laughs) I love it. We use Filmora at my house. My son is a big video guy and we have 
he would love to have a MacBook, trust me, but we haven't bought him one yet. So he's got a PC right now. And I found Filmora through a lot of, uh, I don't, it might've been an internet search for all that's worth. I can't remember how I found it exactly, but it is a great little editing package. Very easy, very intuitive. He runs his whole YouTube channel using Filmora. It's got some great packs that you can buy with it. Plus they give away free ones every month. So if you're really on top of it, you can download some really cool free editing packs. So it's a really great tool and it's not very expensive. So I like Filmora a lot. I've heard great things about it. You know, I've been uh, running a mastermind program for women, helping them overcome their fears of video and live streaming video. We've talked about this on this podcast before. When we're, we've looked at different tools for recording video and editing video, Filmora has come up uh, numerous times. So it is something that a lot of people are using. So I think that's a great tool. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to mention Camtasia. So in addition to iMovie, I do also love Camtasia. And this goes back to when we we're talking about Snagit it is a tool developed by the fine folks at TechSmith. I love TechSmith. I've been a huge fan. I'm like a fan girl. They, uh, I got a chance to meet them at Social Media Marketing World the last few years. And this past year, they hooked me up with some swag. Like I have a uh, Snagit hoodie that is just Ooh. awesome. So yeah, I got, I got the hookup. So big shout out to them because, you know, I don't get paid to, to say nice things about them. I listen, Kami and I are the kind of ladies that we talk about tools that we use every day that we love. We're not being paid by anybody to talk about them. We're talking about them because they work and they work for us. And we want you to know about it because it might work for you as well. Mm-hmm. So Camtasia is a great video editing tool is robust. I tell you what, it's actually more robust when you're on a PC. You know, Cami, I switched from, I was a total PC girl forever. And I switched to a Mac about, I don't know, five or six years ago. And I tell you what, I had paid a lot of money for Camtasia uh, for my PC, used it all the time, loved it. I use it to make how-to videos, things like that. I switched to my Mac and I'm like, okay, I need the Mac version. And it was a lot cheaper. And I was like, oh, what a nice perk. I get to, you know, get it for my Mac for a lot less money. I mean, it was like a third of the cost. Yes, because it only did about a third of the features. It was not robust (laughs) at all. Now, over the years, they've really worked on it. And they've, it's a lot more robust than it used to be. But I like using it. It's, It's a great tool. So whether you're on a Mac or a PC, I highly recommend you check out Camtasia. You can try it out for free and see if you like it. Yeah, and I use it too. And one of the things that I do that you didn't say right there, which is really great, is I take I can take a video into Camtasia and just save it as an MP3. So you can actually strip out the audio out of a video and turn it into, say, a podcast or something else if you have decent you know, audio quality. So it is another really great way to use that. And I have it on my PC as well and have had it for years. Again, love this product. I also Um, want to mention, though, before you move on, uh, when you were talking before about the intros and outros and those video packs on that other tool with Camtasia, since I'm a paying customer, one of the new things they've been doing is that it was about a month ago, they emailed me these free like intros and outro videos and music files. All of it was for free that you can add like you just download these packs and put it into your Camtasia. And I played around with it, Cammy, and, and you know, I've come to you a few times saying, hey, I need to hire someone 
to make like a cool video, like just a generic Madeline Sklar video intro that I can put like a bumper at the beginning and end of my videos. Well, when Camtasia, when uh, TechSmith sent this for Camtasia, I played around with it. I swear to God, this is true. In 10 minutes, I created a little intro bumper all by myself with the video and the music. (laughs) I was really impressed. So, you know, sometimes these tools will give you these little extras that can help make it even better. So I just had to throw that out there because it was really cool. No, it's great. And I haven't actually played around with that. So I'm glad you are talking about that because it's really interesting. I have another tool called videos that we didn't put on here, but hey, why not throw it in there? It's V-I-D-D-Y-O-Z-E. I know, spelled very funny. But they have a marketplace now where you can go find a really cool intro, outro kind of bumper and you can do it. And they just charge you, I think it's $10 per video or something like that. That's so you, cool. There's some really cool ways to do it. They just opened that marketplace before you had to be kind of a special beta person and be in. And I've been on that beta for a while. So they now have it open as a, as a marketplace. So you might want to check that out too, if you're really looking for something quick. And so, we'll have links in the show notes for all of this that we're talking yes, about. Absolutely. And I'm going to add that in here so we don't forget. But anyway, so the other thing that I use a lot is really talking about live streaming. So We have looked in, I mean, beyond just going live directly on, like, say, Facebook or on Twitter or something like that. What I've done is bought a tool called Blue Jeans. And that's sort of how I do the social media breakfast every month and and stream it. Why I like it is because it actually doesn't take up a lot of my bandwidth on my computer. So it helps me to get that thing running and out there for everyone. Plus, I can also add people like Madeline or somebody from somewhere else, we can add up to, I think, six people or I'm trying to remember, it keeps changing. But you can add quite a few people to come in and be a a guest on your show. So it's been really helpful, I think, for that reason. It's fairly affordable, like $10, $10, $11 a month, something like that. It might have gone up recently. So I don't quote me on that. But that is a, a tool that I've really enjoyed using. And it's not the only one. There's another one that you use a lot too, right? There is one that I use all the time, several times a week is called BeLive.TV. And BeLive is just like BlueJeans is a great tool to do your live streaming video It's just for Facebook, Facebook Live only, but it allows you to do it on your personal profile, your business pages, your groups, wherever it is that you want to do video within Facebook, you can do it through BeLive. I love it because it's affordable. It is super easy to use, whether you're using it on the user side or for your guests. All you do is you send your guest a link. It is that easy. And it just works really well. has lots of great features. And oh, and you can have up to four people on the screen, which I think is super cool. The new thing that was announced yesterday as of this recording in May, they announced that they are now officially a, I don't know the exact wording, but like a Facebook video developer. Like it's very official now. So that's great because I'm sure Blue Jeans is. I'm sure the bigger oh, yeah, companies. Yeah, yeah whereas, whereas BeLive's a smaller company and they've been building themselves up, but they are not that before it wasn't a good tool or it wasn't official. It's a great tool and it is, you use it through Facebook and it's part of Facebook, but now it's like official developer. So that's cool. Yeah, I love that about them too. And I, I haven't used them as much because I already had kind of gone down the Blue Jeans um direction. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, these things come out and I, I was on it on a pretty early build. 
But I would, what I like about BeLive is that you can pull up different comments and you can get people's interaction going. So I really do like that about that tool. I, it makes me lean toward that tool a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we've talked about a lot of tools today. I think we may have even overloaded everyone. So let's go ahead and move over to the call to action. What do we want everybody to do with all this information? Well, first of all, let me just say I warned you to strap on your seatbelt. So um, (laughs) we've taken notes for you. Okay, so let's start with that. So the first thing you're going to want to do is go to communitiesthatconvert.com to the show notes, and you can go to all the different things. And I've had Devana look up all the links for you. They're all there. Secondly, we want you to come to the community. We have a Facebook community that's getting really active. We want you to come to the community and tell us your favorite tools for promoting your online community because always, again, I'm open to the new tools. So I'd love to hear what you guys are using. Also, let us know if there's anything that we said today that you're like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I've been looking for. We really want to hear from you. Yeah, let's have a conversation. So join us over on the Facebook group. We'll start the conversation. So look for the post. And tell us what you're using, because many times you guys are using things that maybe we haven't heard about and and it could benefit everyone in the group. So let us know. Let's have a chat about it. And then we'll see you back here next week. Awesome. Love it. See you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.